With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Injury report this week on Football Sunday. The Pittsburgh Steelers head to MetLife Stadium to face Sam Darnold and the Jets. Coverage begins Sunday at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Presented by Vivid Seats. Guys, waking up over and over to pee is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to pee at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-253-3660. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-253-3660. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-253-3660. 1-800-253-3660. Hey, 603, welcome back in. The third and final hour of the Todd Brummel Camp Show with Alex Kuhn. Happy to have Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com with us for the 6 o'clock hour. That means it's time for the big hour, brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Steve Anderson and his staff doing tremendous work for 15 years on Highway 1 West in Iowa City. Appreciate their sponsorship as always, we'll get into Iowa and Cincinnati tomorrow at the United Center. A little holiday bowl discussion, Rob's thoughts on the passing of Hayden Fry and more. But right off the bat, going to be joined with a guy who, well, you've seen a lot of him in the NFL so far this season, but you're not going to see him until Monday night when the Vikings take on the Green Bay Packers. It's former Hawkeye Jaleel Johnson. And Jaleel, we appreciate you joining us tonight. How you doing? Good, good. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Awesome. Jaleel, I know that you guys this season feel like you have every bit of of talent and, and every piece to win a Super Bowl, to contend for a Super Bowl. Where do you guys feel like you're at right now, and, and what's it going to take to get to that next level? Uh, you know, as of right now, you know, I feel like, you know, as a team, you know, we're, we're playing really good football right now. You know, but, uh, you know, as Coach, uh, you know, as uh, Coach Jim, you know, mentioned before, you know, uh, you know, we're not where we need to be right now. You know, um, you know, every week is a new challenge, and we just need to keep preparing and just keep getting better every single week. Julio, it seems like, and maybe it's not exact, but your pro career is mirroring what you did at Iowa, where you kind of just kind of got better and better and better every day and every year. Have Have you seen that in the pros? And what's kind of led to, you know, your – for lack of a better term, breakout this year? Was it just opportunity, or do you feel like you are getting better? Uh, you know, I, I think it might be both. You know, I, I think, um, you know, since uh, you know, since I've gotten here, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I made it my duty to want to get better every single day and to, you know, just keep improving as a player. And, you know, that's one thing that I learned, uh, you know, playing out of Iowa is, you know, never be satisfied, you know, always, you know, always keep getting better. And, uh, you know, with that, you know, came the opportunities. And, you know, once the opportunity, you know, came about where I had to go in and play, I felt like, you know, I, I did a pretty good job just through, you know, my my preparation and the things that I've done since uh, since I've gotten here. How how are they treating a former Hawkeye up there in Golden Gopher territory? <laughs> not too bad, actually. Surprisingly, not too bad. How do you guys kind of move forward this year? And uh, you know, before I get to that, what, what, where do you think that your game has grown the most since college? Where, do, where do you think you've improved your game the most? Uh, the one thing I feel like I've, I've definitely improved on is, you know, becoming a, you know, a better student of the game. Uh, you know, in college, you know, um, 
you know, I feel like some guys are just out there just playing and, you know, making a whole bunch of plays. But, you know, once you come, you know, uh, you know, into the league, to, into the NFL, you know, a lot of guys are a lot of guys are smart players, you know. So, uh, you know, it's best to, you know, really learn about the game and, you know, just being a smart player, you know, that, you know, that pays dividends, you know. And I felt like, you know, I took that upon myself to really learn more about the game and, you know, try to study offense, offenses a little bit better and, you know, um, you know that that just comes with time. I feel like you know being able to become a better student of the game, and I feel like that's one thing I've gotten better with. Julio Todd mentioned Minnesota Golden Gophers, and I was wondering how the NFL rivalries, because you play in a division with some like long-standing rivalries with the you know the Packers and the Bears. How do they compare to say playing when you were at Iowa, Iowa State? Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska. How, how do the pro and college rivalries kind of compare? You know, I, they compare, you know, in a lot of ways, actually. You know, I know one game in uh, particular when we play Iowa State, you know, it's this huge rivalry. And, you know, it's, you know, everyone hates Iowa State. Everyone hates Iowa. You know, that's how it is with, you know, I feel, my opinion, that's how I feel like it is with Green Bay and, uh, and us. You know, it's uh, it's definitely uh, you know, uh, a huge game, a huge anticipated game. You know, it's because uh, you know really good teams in the division. You know that are, uh, you know that are playing for a you know for a number one spot. You know, and it's like, and it's like that every single year. You know, we play them twice a year, and it's like you know people love a good Minnesota Vikings and Green Bay game too. So. Jaleel Johnson joining us, the former Hawkeye, now in the NFL, NFL veteran Jaleel Johnson. You've been up there in the in the league a couple years with the Vikings. What's the anticipation, the buzz like in the Twin Cities for that game Monday night? Are you already starting to hear it and, and feel it from the fans? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing it everywhere. You know, uh, you know, fans talking about it. I got family talking about it. You know, like I said, it's definitely a you know, it's a it's a highly anticipated game. You know, when you got you know, that kind of offense that they have, you know, it's exciting, you know, and we have a pretty good defense also. So when you have a good offense like that and a good defense like that, you know, and vice versa, you know, I feel like, you know, a lot of people are going to be talking about it and everyone's going to be tuned in. What has this week been like for you guys in the facility where you, you, you want to take the business as usual approach and, and, and kind of say it's just another game, but it, it, it's a big game. It, it, it's a game that has a, a, a lot at stake for, for the outlook for your entire season. Yeah, you know, like you said, there's a lot, there's a lot at stake, you know, on this game, and you know, but you know, we can't think about that, you know, because that'll, you know, that's, you know, we just have to really focus on, you know, just going out there and just it, just treat it like another game, you know, that's what it is at the end of the day, you know, it's just another game against another opponent, you know, we just have to, you know, just stay locked in, you know, and just keep doing what we've been doing every single week. Julia, I'm not sure that everybody or, or a lot of the listeners are familiar with your backstory about growing up in New York, born in New York, grew up in New York, trans, transitioned to the Chicago area. How much has your upbringing kind of made you who you are today and led you to, you know, what you've been able to achieve so far, not, not only in college, but now in the NFL? Yeah. Um, you know, not more so, you know, the, the, the sports side, but, the thing that that's helped me with is, you know, just being able to, you know, to adapt in certain situations and around, uh, you know, different people, you know, um, it was definitely, uh, you know, moving from, you know, one state to another, you know, it was, uh, you know, it's a, you know, it requires a lot of, uh, lot of adjustment, I guess, you know, and, you know, just being able to go somewhere brand new, you know, and being able to speak to new people and being able to adapt to, you know, where you are, I felt like I've gotten a good grasp at that, you know, since, you know, since high school and college and up to now. Now you you never got to play with AJ Epinesa at, at Iowa, right? No, I never got a chance to. But I'm sure you've seen him on on Saturdays with the Hawkeyes. What are your impressions of him? There are a lot of people that are expecting him to be a first-round draft pick this year if he wants to leave. Yeah, they, I mean, that that guy's a monster, you know, just watching how he plays and you know, he, he definitely embraces what, you know, what I was all about, you know, tough, smart, physical, and, you know, just watching him and watching all, all those other guys out there playing, it's, you know, it's it's fun to watch. You know, all those guys are, you know, they're doing what I did, you know, and, uh, you know, I take good pride in that, you know, uh, you know, being a, an older guy and, 
you know, watching those younger guys compete, you know, at a very high level, you know, it's definitely, uh, it's a good thing to see. What is it about the defense at the University of Iowa? It just seems like on all three levels, they're they're, they're consistently not only sending players like yourself that, that were there for four years to the NFL and and successful NFL players, but but guys uh, that are are good enough after three years sometimes to leave for the NFL. It just seems like they they reload more than they rebuild on defense. Yeah, I mean, well, one I'd have to give credit to you know Coach Parker, you know uh, Coach Bell. And, uh, you know, um, Coach Morgan, he used to be uh, our defensive line coach. You know, those guys, me personally, I felt those guys were the ones who, you know, those are the guys who helped really develop guys on defense. You know, those guys are, you know, they're really, really good at what they do as far as developing guys and, you know, helping guys play to the best of their ability. You know, uh, when you have a guy like Coach Parker developing a guy like Desmond King, you know, that you know that speaks volumes. You know, it's uh, – you know, it's it's uh it, it it shows you what kind of coach that Coach Parker is. You know, um, Coach Morgan. You know, even though he he was a def- uh, defensive line coach when he retired, he was with the offensive line, and you know he's coached up guys who are all pro guys, Pro Bowl guys. You know, so they just have this thing about them that where it's like you know they're willing to coach guys to the best of their ability, and you know it works out really well. You know, because those guys are good at what they do. Julio, what was that that 2015 season like? You guys had a rough end to the 2014 season. There was, you know, the the fan base was disappointed. You guys were disappointed. The coaching staff was disappointed. But you guys kind of built through that whole season and just kind of got better as the year went on. What was that like to live through that? Oh, man. I can't even remember 2015. <laughs> you guys were undefeated. Uh, <laughs> Uh yeah, I can remember us losing the Rose Bowl, which kind of uh, was kind of sucked, and the Big Ten Championship. But the you know I, that that was a that was a good year for us. You know, um, you know we had the you know the fans were definitely it, it, they played a huge part in our success. You know, um, you know wherever we went, they traveled you know really well. Um, you know, and that year we just really had a chip on our shoulder. You know, um, every single week we just kept making progress and. As the year went on, we just kept getting better, you know, every single week. And, um, you know, of course, we would have we would have loved that when the won the Big Ten championship game, and as well as the Rose Bowl. But, you know, um, you know, not everyone wins everything, you know. So, um, you know, we played hard that year, you know, and um, you know, I wish we, it could have been a different outcome. But, you know, as far as you know, you know, the attitude, I felt like that team that year definitely had a, you know, had a. Uh, had a good year, I guess. I don't know. Is there a, is there a favorite game that comes to mind when you look back on your time at Iowa? Oh man, I really uh, actually a couple games. I really enjoyed. Oh man, I enjoyed playing Michigan. We beat them at home. Uh, I enjoyed playing. Actually, I love playing against uh, against Wisconsin just because I don't like those guys. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And Iowa State definitely. That that Michigan game you bring up, uh, one of your best games as a, a collegiate player. Nine tackles, two for loss. You had a sack. Is there something about big games that kind of maybe brings out an extra gear in you? Oh, definitely. You know, big games. You know, you're under like you're under the bright lights. You know, everyone's going crazy, and the adrenaline is very high. So it's like if you're not amped up for big games and if you're not willing to go out there and make as many plays as you can, there's something wrong with you, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I, I love the big games. You know, I love playing in big games, you know, because um, you know, it's like it puts the pressure on you. But, you know, you know, I love playing with pressure on me, to be honest. You know, it makes me, you know, it makes me go full throttle. You know what I mean? That Michigan game, Julio, I mean, I think it just it surprised everybody. You guys got your asses kicked the week before at Penn State. Were you guys just pissed off and, and took it out on Michigan? I mean, pretty much. You could say that, yeah. You know, losing losing the way we did to Penn State, I mean, it's, you know, we definitely had to redeem ourselves. You know, it was like we couldn't, you know, we couldn't do two losses back-to-back. That would have been embarrassing. You know, so, uh, but I felt like, you know, we just, you know, we just uh, you know just just settled down. You know, we just 
you know, we just made corrections that, that whole entire week. And, you know, we went out against another really good opponent and we, we showed up and we just played really good football. Well, that Wisconsin hatred will come in handy on Monday night <laughs> when you guys host the Packers. I, I would wish you luck, but unfortunately I, I happen to be a team of a, another rival in the NFC North that you're going to be facing on Monday night. So with that being said, happy holidays, Jaleel. We appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm having a great uh, career in the uh, third third season in the NFL. He has sacks in three of Minnesota's last four games, and he's going to have a big target to go after Monday night at U.S. Bank Stadium and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he stepped in, I think it was the Dallas game, when Linval Joseph was hurt, the starting nose tackle, and he stepped in that game, and Minnesota ended up winning that game. And uh, he's been playing like a man possessed since then. Whenever he's gotten on the field, he's making plays. So it's good to see, and I, I think it does mirror, in a way, him waiting his turn when he was at Iowa behind Carl Davis and Louis Trickabasat and, and kind of waited to get his chance. And then once he got in there, that Michigan game we talked about, he had that big, oh, was it a safety? I can't remember, but he, he had a big tackle against Michigan deep in its own end that was a huge play in that game. And that was one of the more surprising games for me with Iowa of recent memory because they just got they got torn apart in state college the week before that and came back and that was the game I think where Josie said if you guys to CJ if you guys can score 14 we're going to win this game. Wasn't that the game? Yeah, I think I think that was it. <laughs> and, and they scored 14. <laughs> yes. They did and that was probably one of the more unexpected wins in the back half of the Kirk Ferentz era just because they were coming off that other than Ohio State. <clears throat> other than Ohio State <clears throat> where they were coming off that complete obliteration uh, at the hands of Penn State. 319-366-1600, that third voice you hear is Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com. Uh, happy to be with us once again inside the big hour. And Rob, we were planning on having you with us twice this week. We were going to chat on Wednesday and then with Coach Fry passing we decided we'd save sort of the signing day wrap up until today. You you arrived on the scene here sort of right around the crossover period, right between Hayden and Kirk. You didn't have a whole lot of dealings with Coach Fry. I uh, my first two years at the Iowa City Press Citizen were Coach Fry's last two years. Okay, so I've covered. This was my twenty third season. I was the second man on the beat with Pat Hardy those first two years, and then continued on and have been here for all of uh, the Coach Ferentz era. So I am old. How, how did he treat you as a, a young East Coast guy coming into the middle of Hawkeye country? You know, you you guys kind of remember what he was like. He, You couldn't slip anything by Coach Fry. So when I kind of showed up, he, he noticed, just because it was a new person, not anything to do with me, and I think the first media day I went to, it was, you know how hot some of those media days are outside. It was outside of the old bubble. I was wearing sunglasses, and so was he, and he made fun of mine. He made fun of my sunglasses, and I still remember that to this day. But I, I feel fortunate that for my small time that I got to spend with him and get to know him a little bit, and then after he retired, when we had Hawkeye Nation magazine, was able to interview him on the phone several times from Mesquite, Nevada. Uh, call there, and Shirley would answer, yep, I'll get him for you, Rob. And then he'd come to the phone and just tell me the same stories he had told us over and over again and laugh and make me laugh. My favorite was, <laughs> and I think I'm sure Mark has told this story on the air before, but Mark Dukes calling down to ask Hayden a question for a story, and he he. Heard, misheard him and thought it was Mark Stoops for a little bit. And Mark said, no, no, the, the guy from the Gazette that you used to yell at back in the day. Uh, we were going to chat with you on Wednesday about the early signing period, the Hawkeyes uh, announcing a, a class of 20. I think Deuce Hogan, the quarterback, has drawn most of the attention. A couple really good tight ends and some ambiguous defensive linemen. I thought that was interesting. Jay Neiman said on Wednesday that, they don't really view those guys as ends or tackles. They're just going to let let them arrive on campus, uh, get introduced to Chris Doyle, and see where they go from there. But a general overview of this class, what do you think? 
Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think, you know, if we've learned anything for the last maybe five years, I think when the recruiting, they kind of, um, we talked about this with Jaleel, after that 14th season, they they kind of recalibrated and, you know, tried to reorganize things. And I think recruiting was one of those areas. And they've gotten guys that are really versatile, whether it be defensive linemen or linebackers, tight ends, guys that can play. Mo- Sean Byer from Cedar Rapids Kennedy is a great example of a guy that you just get him in there as an athlete and then you figure out where he fits. And I think this class addresses that as well. There are plenty of guys in this class that are like that. I like particularly, as you talked about, Todd, they address the defensive line because they lost four starters from that group last year. Probably a good chance they lose A.J. this year. You lose the two defensive tackles this year uh, in Cedric Lattimore and and uh, Brady Reeves. So you are try- you you have to get some new blood in at that position. They did a good job. I love Logan Jones from Council Bluffs. Lewis Centrum reminds me of, and this is a, a high compliment, of Tyler Linderbaum and that he's a guy that plays with great leverage. I think he could work on either line. Um, so he's a guy I like. And then they also addressed the tight end position. I think that was a position of need. Uh, they got Elijah Yelverton out of Dallas, uh, who had offers from LSU, Auburn, Michigan. I mean, you're, you're talking, this is a really good tight end get. And then Luke Lachey, son of Jim Lachey, who played at Ohio State and with the Washington Redskins for a long time, an offensive lineman. Reminds me a little bit of a, a cross between Scott Chandler and Sam Laporta, and and maybe a little Hawkinson in that he plays a lot of wide receiver in high school, but I think he's going to develop into a really good tight end. So those are those are a couple hot areas for me. And then obviously Duke, Deuce Hogan, everybody's excited about quarterback who Georgia really came hard after, and he stuck with Iowa. So I'll be interesting. You know what, guys? This offseason, we get quarterback. Not I don't know if it's a controversy, but a quarterback competition that is going to I think grab a lot of the headlines this offseason. As well it should. I, I look at what's returning on the offense. I mentioned this yesterday, but everything. <laughs> everything is returning offensively as far as the skill positions go. We'll, we'll, we'll probably Tristan Wirfs, if we're being honest, is 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 going to be gone. But Alaric Jackson didn't even put his papers into the NFL draft advisory board, so it looks like there's a chance that they get him back. The quarterback is going to be a paramount, and it's it's so obvious, but it's a huge decision this offseason. I said that Kirk is now in a spot where I I think that they look at at the roster and say, this is what we have. We need to find the guy that best, I, I guess, showcases the talent on the outside, the talent that we have on our roster offensively. And it'll be very interesting to see which direction they go. And, and here you go, new guy. You get to play at Ohio State yeah. and at Penn State your first year behind center. No pressure there. There's, you know, those crowds aren't really tough to play play in front of. Well, speaking of crowds, the football news today was Iowa and Minnesota week three next year, Friday night, TCF Bank Stadium. Our poll question today at KGYMRadio.com brought to you by Emil's Hideaway. Asking if you're a fan, yes or no, of Iowa and Minnesota playing on Friday night. Inevitable with the TV money that this was going to happen sooner rather than later. But a lot of people have pointed out this is a bad time for Iowa to have to play on a short week. They're going to play Iowa State the week before. Big rivalry game. A lot of emotion going into that. And then you come back and you play a big rivalry game that also happens to be your first Big Ten game. A a day less to prepare for Minnesota next week. And Minnesota has, what, Tennessee Tech, I believe, the week before Iowa. So, yeah, it's a little bit different of a a tune-up game for Minnesota, whereas Iowa's playing against a a, a bitter rival, an in-state rival. So, yeah, and I I know there's been a lot. I think we had to know this was coming. I mean, this came out in, what, 2016 when we got the initial, all right, the Big Ten's going to be playing on Fridays. And that there was blowback there from, you know, the high school folks that, you know, are against this. And I understand that and I'm sympathetic to that. But as you said, Todd, this is TV. This is 
where the money is coming from when you see these beautiful stadium renovations and facilities and all these nice bells and whistles that these program ha- programs have. It's from the TV money. And we all like to go home and watch college football on TV, whether it's Thursday night or Friday night. So I understand. And again, I'm sympathetic to the high schools and, and I hope this isn't becoming a, a you know a more regular thing where they do this more often but i i think once in a while it's it's going to be here to stay and, and and yeah that is unfortunate for high schools but the train has left the station both penn state and ohio state played on friday night this year yeah we we knew it was coming yeah. the, 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 and there, there's and no the two ways friday that. thing that doesn't count no that's and that's what i said different. earlier completely different now you're asking people to take off work and get kids out of school and it does coincide with the high school football season so all all logical complaints, but at the end of the day, the Big Ten is going to listen to them. And it's going to go one in in one ear and out the other ear. And and, and you look, you were at the Illinois game, Todd. There are empty, that was Senior Day. Yep, there are empty seats in the stadium. The TV money is becoming more and more important because every stadium around the country is dealing with empty seats, even when teams are having pretty good seasons. So. Yeah, I mean, the TV has always been a major factor, and it's even more so now, and it will continue even more so in the future. Believe me, as a Cubs fan, I am up on the importance of TV (laughs) money, especially moving forward in the 2020 season and beyond. Let's squeeze in a big board, and then we'll take a break. We'll come back and get Rob's thoughts on Hawkeye Hoops as they resume their season tomorrow night against Cincinnati and Chicago. A big board update brought to you by Alexander Lumber in Iowa City. Wouldn't you know it? Friday night football has been around for uh, been around Big Ten for a couple of years now, and now the Iowa Hawkeyes will be a part of it next season. The contest against the Minnesota Golden Gophers in Minneapolis has been moved to Friday night, September the 18th. The game will be Iowa's first Big Ten game of the season and will be just six days after the September 12th game at Kinnick Stadium against Iowa State. It's going to be a special night at Carver Hawkeye Arena on January the 26th. The Iowa women's basketball team will be taking on Michigan State, and Megan Gustafson will be returning to Iowa City, where her number 10 will be retired. Gustafson owns 16 Iowa women's basketball records and is is only the second player in the history of the program to have her number retired. Michelle Edwards in 1988 was the other. Former Iowa State football coach Paul Rhodes will be the next defensive coordinator under Kevin Sumlin at the University of Arizona next season. Rhodes will be making his third stop since being the head guy and Ames spent the last two seasons as defensive backs coach on Chip Kelly's staff at UCLA. And high school basketball going on right now on 107.5 FM. It is a girls matchup between Cedar Rapids, Washington, and Cedar Rapids Kennedy. We will have the same two schools in boys action following the conclusion of this show on all three KGYM frequencies. All right, 629, the big hour brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement continues as Rob Howe shares his thoughts on Hawkeye Hoops taken on Cincinnati at the United Center tomorrow. Back with more after this. They deserve a gift of jewelry this holiday season, and you deserve to save. So find something beautiful at Seagulls. Save 30 to 70% over retail store prices and choose from a huge selection of new and estate jewelry. Seagulls staff doesn't work on commission. Their only purpose is to help you select the perfect Christmas gift. So find just the thing and save at Seagulls in Cedar Rapids, First Avenue, one block south of Town & Country Shopping Center. There's always something special at Seagulls. Happy holidays, audience. you got to have manly man snow removal from Vernon Village. True value, right, Hal? Sure do, Jim. And an Aaron's 24-inch deluxe two-stage snowblower is just $1,099. Great gift. And a 24-inch spring steel brace snow pusher is just $39.99 at Vernon Village. True value. Hey, want their ad delivered to your phone? Yeah. Just text Vernon Village to 71441. Vernon Village True Value, 3501 Mount Vernon Road, Southeast, Cedar Rapids. Online sports betting is here with EliteSportsBook.com. If you are an active Riverside Casino and Golf Resort Club member, go to EliteSportsBook.com now and follow the prompts to start betting. Not a Resort Club member? Visit Riverside Casino to join today. Bet with Elite Sportsbook at Riverside Casino and Golf Resort or online now. 
More ways to get in the game with EliteSportsBook.com and Riverside Casino and Golf Resort. Must be 21. Gambling a problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Just like the Cyclones, the Kubota L-Series tractors have the power to get the job done. The participating Iowa Kubota dealers are proud sponsors of the Cyclones and invite you to stop by and test drive the full line of Kubota L-Series tractors. With a powerful and reliable Kubota diesel engine, two superior transmission options, and optional performance-matched implements, including front loader and backhoe, the L2501 can tackle any job. Kubota is a proud sponsor of Iowa State football on the Cyclone Radio Network. Visit a participating Iowa Kubota dealer near you. Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, HelpWanted.com salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, what does collate mean? Oh, hey, Dave. I think it means to flush. Oh, thanks, Dave. Well, better start collating the boss's sales pitch. We believe local businesses should be packed with more local employees of the month and fewer Daves. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, HelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. Live sports and great smart rock go hand in hand. Take KGYM and Smart FM everywhere you go with the free KGYM app and the free Smart FM app. Sports and your favorite music on your mobile device with the touch of a button. For the home game or the road trip, get the KGYM app and Smart FM app for free today from your app store or KGYMradio.com and SmartRockin.com. 632, welcome back in, and we have just made the discovery that Iowa is a four-point favorite tomorrow against Cincinnati at the United Center. The Chicago Legends Classic, or the Legends Shootout, or it's Legends something. There's the Colorado-Dayton game, so it's a doubleheader at the United Center, but I think most people here in Eastern Iowa, well, you, you're you a Colorado guy. See, Your dad went to school if, there. but If this was like seven years ago... I would have bought Young Alex Kuhn is all about I would this matchup like seven years ago. Twelve tickets for the entire family and friends to go to. And now uh, at, at this point it's seventy five bucks just to get in the door. It's not a cheap ticket to get inside the United Center tomorrow night. Well, Rob, it's always interesting when you come off finals week. You don't know what you're gonna expect from a team. This is not only a team coming off finals week, but this is gonna be the second game this season without Jordan Bohan, and they didn't need him against Cal Poly. They probably could use his efforts against a Cincinnati team that's been all over the place, but certainly will pose a a stiffer challenge tomorrow than Cal Poly did without Jordan. We found out uh, yesterday that Joe Toussaint is most likely going to be in the starting lineup, sort of taking the place of Jordan Bohan, and Connor will slide to a point-forward role. What are we we looking at now that – Jordan's officially out of the picture. Yesterday was funny too because you gotta love freshmen. Friend, we mean friend and say first. anything. Yeah, <laughs> friend's like, well, we could go big with Creener or we could go small with Toussaint. Then ten minutes later, Toussaint comes out and says, "Yeah, I expect to start." So, um, and that seems like it would be the more logical move, just because I think because we're talking about you know you lose Nunji. Doesn't look like Patrick McCaffrey's going to come back. They're thin inside, as thin as they are in the backcourt. They're thin inside. So I almost think you need Creener to come in to spell Garza or play with Garza at times. For me, and this is kind of like USC in the Holiday Bowl, you don't know what you're going to get from USC because of the Clay Helton situation and do the players rally around him and they just had a horrible recruiting class and it's just... Just really unrest in that. And then Cincinnati, you've got Jaron Cumberland fighting with this new coach, Brennan. And, you know, they're just, they've been up and down. They lose that crazy game against Colgate. And then they come back the other night and they beat a pretty good Tennessee team. So what are you going to get from Cincinnati? And then you've got Iowa, you know, first game without Bohannon. So I guess what I'm saying is I would not wager on tomorrow night's ball game at the United Center because I have no idea where this thing's going to go. Yeah, it's a complete mind twister because you, you look at Cincinnati and say, oh, Cumberland's back. That was that was their guy. That, that's their he stud. Five, he had five turnovers against Tennessee, five or six turnovers the other night. They and, won despite his play. And he is clearly, he clearly does not like the new coach. No. I mean, that much is very obvious. And we'll talk about Clay Helton and USC later and how big of a mess that is. But there is one thing that is certain that I know about that. Players love Clay Helton. So I, I think it's sort of an opposite situation here where there's a lot going on on the inside of the program, and that's the problem. So 
I think that's that's a very important point. Cincinnati, they still have some talent, but they have when they've been off, they have been absolutely terrible at, at, at stretches this season. And then, like you said, they come back, they beat Tennessee. You, you just don't know what you're going to get. And you've got, uh, I think it's Javon, Javon Cumberland, Jerron's cousin, who's a graduate transfer from Oakland, and he's he's averaging double figures this year too. So he's kind of in this mix where there's the right. pull between the coach and you know the the conference player of the year from last year. You would figure coming back. I mean, there was talk that he may go and leave early. He's back and he's down about six points a game. He's not rebounding well. He's turning the ball. I think he's got 29 turnovers and 26 assists. He's not playing well at all. It's like the, the sort of the mental lapses too. Do you, the in the end oh, of that Colgate game, <laughs> was, what in the world? He he chucks up a half court shot with five seconds remaining. It misses, and like I said, like we've talked about, Colgate gets fouled on the rebound and they shoot the game winning free throw. Just weird, weird mental lapses from their star player from a year ago. This is an interesting schedule for the Hawkeyes. They play one game this week against Cincinnati tomorrow night, and then one game next week against Kennesaw State on Sunday at Carver bad. Hawkeye Arena, and then it's back into Penn State and Big Ten play. Kennesaw State is bad, like really bad, like epically. You're not sell. You're not doing Fran any favor <laughs> by by selling tickets there for that game. But that's. I feel like every last non-conference game, it's always the worst non-conference game. You're just you're rounding out the schedule. You're playing a team. That's that's a Coppin State type of spot on the schedule. I think Fang Mitchell finally retired there at Coppin State, though. Uh, let's go from basketball to football, since this is the last time that we'll chat before you and I arrive in San Diego on December 26th. Kind of as as a tip of the cap to Hayden. Hayden would say. Uh, the uh, commando raid, right? Coming in almost the day of. They did that at Tulsa, and it didn't work out for them. But coming in the day before the bowl game in San Diego, and as Alex and I have discussed, we're not quite sure what to make of this USC team. It's certainly not the the same USC team of Pete Carroll in 2003 when Iowa played the Trojans in the Orange Bowl. No, they can't run the they well. They haven't been able to run the football, and it's an air raid offense. It's a wide open offense, uh, you know, similar to the the Texas Tech offenses with with Mike Leach and now at Washington State. So, it is a contrast of styles. Um, I think USC won what five of its last six games. Its lone loss to was what was against Oregon. Iowa's won its last four games. So you have a couple of hot teams coming together in this game, but bowl season's so hard to predict what you're going to get. You just you never know what what you're going to see. I I think it, it you know with the way USC relies so much on the passing game, and Iowa has been susceptible to some passing attacks this year. Purdue, Minnesota. Got to get a pass rush on this yeah. kid. True freshman quarterback, you got to get a pass rush. Yeah, the, the, the true freshman quarterback's the, the key to this. Keaton Slovis uh, took over for, for JT Daniels, who got hurt earlier this season. This is this will be the most talented passing attack that Iowa has faced this year, just just with the, the number of receivers that they have. And Michael Pittman Jr. is, is incredible. Tyler Vaughn's is um, – Amonra uh, uh, St. Brown is also – Outstanding. They have three guys that have what sixty-eight or more catches this season. Uh, but I wonder if a one-dimensional offense, what it's been, can beat this right. Iowa defense. It, it, That's the question. They're going to have to go the route of the way that Minnesota did, yeah, and 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 try to create those matchups. But USC is just in a weird, weird spot because you you look at them and and sometimes you see, oh yeah, there's USC. You see old USC with a, a third-string quarterback beating Utah. You 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 see them. Um, have some outstanding performances throughout the season, uh, going on the road and beating Washington, and and uh, but no, they 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 lost Washington. But then you see them get blown out by Oregon. You see them lose on the road to Notre Dame, and you just and, and lose on the road to BYU. You just don't know where they're at in the the situation right now with the recruiting class, and there is no excuse 
for USC to have the worst recruiting well, they, class. They made in the their Pac-12. own bed. They they left Clay Helton to hang out there. So you got a lame duck coach yep. trying to recruit. I, I don't care where you are. That's really difficult to do. It's 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 that's impossible. And also, from what I've heard, they have a defensive coordinator in Clancy Pendergast, who used to be in the NFL, who is let's just say way beyond his prime. And the defense is on a steady decline on the field. And as you would imagine from a former NFL coach, refuses to recruit, just doesn't recruit. Yeah. And that, that, that all of those factors that. together is what you have right now. It's interesting. The one team in the Pac-12 that I think looks, other than Stanford, that looks most like Iowa is Utah. And yep. they beat Utah. Right. So that's another component where it's got me thinking, well, they, they matched up well with Utah, but Utah was missing – they were missing the running back that game, maybe. They were, but uh, like I said, USC was on their th- – it wasn't Keaton Slovis. It, was, it wasn't yeah, JT Daniels. Right. They were on their third-string quarterback in that game. Matt Fink was the name of the quarterback. So so my advice would be, like the Cincinnati-Iowa basketball <laughs> game tomorrow, if you're betting, stay the heck away from this game. Because I, I can't – well, somebody can figure it out. I can't. 319-366-1600, the Hurtine and Stocker Jewelers text line. Love hearing from everybody here so far throughout the program. We'll take a quick timeout, our last of the night, and we'll come back. We'll finish up with a little bit of a longer final segment than we normally would. Rob Howe, HawkeyeNation.com, joining us inside the big hour, brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Back after this. It is inevitable at this point. Everybody needs to be on Windows 10. There are a lot of people still running Windows 7 because they don't want to make that change. I very much empathize and understand, and we all do at Network Computer Solutions. That's where we're here to help, to be honest with you and get you through that process to be able to keep your business run effectively. Call NCS at 247-7223. Network Computer Solutions. They're the missing piece to your IT puzzle. For great gift ideas this season, go to the Kid Zone on the lower level of Iowa Book. Get your kid game ready with game bibs and Hawkeye hoodies from their wide selection of Hawkeye Kids clothing. There's also children's books for toddlers through middle school, as well as games and quality toys. Shop the Kid Zone on the lower level of Iowa Book. Downtown Iowa City, across from the old capital. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. One of the scariest things that can happen to a guy is that first morning you wake up, you look in the mirror, and you start to realize you're going thin up top. Two out of every three guys are going to start losing their hair by the age of 35. 35? You're still a young dude at that point. You're going to start losing your hair? Then think about it. A year from now, it's all gone. And everybody used to think as soon as you start losing your hair, that's it. It's genetics. It's father time. And there's nothing you can do about it. Well, guess what? That's wrong. 4hims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Prescription solutions backed by science, written by a doctor, and delivered to your door. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Go to 4hims.com slash ESPN right now and get started for just 5 bucks while supplies last. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. So go to 4hims.com slash ESPN. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash ESPN. 4hims.com slash ESPN. Guys, waking up over and over to pee is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to pee at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-253-3660. Superbeta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-253-3660. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-253-3660. 1-800-253-3660. and I have to li- uh, laugh because I just saw pop into my Twitter feed one of the items that popped up today at the gift exchange. It was the the poop-themed board game. Yeah, what's, what's that called? Flush and Frenzy. 
you if you're Somebody, looking for a last second Christmas gift to put under the tree. So after after we have all our festivities with the white elephant gift exchange, there's always that that person that doesn't like their gift that always tries to like side hustle and trade with you after the fact. The person who got that board game try like hey uh you, Tried you, their hardest. Yeah, you want bless that, their bless their heart. You want that a uh, uh, post Malone picture? I can give you this board game. I'm like, no, nah, I'll take my post Malone picture. Thank you, Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com with us for the final time in 2019, I believe, if I recall yeah, the uh, correct recall the, the schedule correctly. We've got the Holiday Bowl. We are going to be in San Diego next at the week. Holiday Bowl next week, and then it's going to be 2020. So uh, this is it for 2019, uh, putting the finishing touches on a little bit of everything today. We uh, wrapped up signing day and got some thoughts on uh, Hayden Fry's passing as well as Iowa and USC at the Holiday Bowl next week, and then Iowa-Cincinnati. The women, we had Jan Jensen on the program in the 5 o'clock hour. The women have a big game tomorrow night at Carver-Hawkeye 2 against Drake. Yeah, and I think as much as I would love to drive to Chicago again during the holiday season, (laughs) like 8 o'clock on a Saturday night, shouldn't be much traffic in Chicago tomorrow night. Um, I think I'm going to stay back and go to that women's game. uh, I will be making that drive a little bit after midnight Christmas night. It's a oh. 5, I want to say 5.40 a.m. December 26th flight to San Diego. Heavy early. Heavy early. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite uh, WKRP in Cincinnati <laughs> reference there. But uh, Rob and I will be shacking up in San Diego together. What's the media? The Omni or something, right? It's the Omni. It's is in it, the, is it the Gaslight Yeah, so it's district? downtown. Yeah. It's downtown. And you then guys, I, I saw the the news conference the day before the book. It's not at the media hotel, naturally. So No, and it, this is the setup kind of like the Tax Slayer Bowl, where they don't give you the credentials at the hotel. you got to go out to the stadium to get them. I thought they're going to have the credentials at the at Kirk's, new, at at the Kirk's news press conference. conference. You are correct. So you but got, other than that, you guys are going to be in the downtown area. So that's you're going to be on the bay side. So if you want to get to the beach, the ocean side, you're going to have to go to either the Mission Pacific Beach area. Or you're going to have to go to Coronado. Chuck Long says Coronado. We had him You'll on yesterday. Much closer to Coronado. Gave us a little. Gave us a little lay of the land. Of course, Chuck was the coach at San Diego State for a couple years. After he was at Iowa, and looking forward to it should be. A, it, this was Hayden Fry's favorite bowl game. They went there three times. How do you think they're gonna honor him? I think it's gonna be subtle. It'll be maybe a either a uniform patch or something on the helmet. I don't think it's gonna be Kirk patrolling the sideline on, in white pants or anything. But I, as I said, the best way to honor Hayden is to go out and win that game. Exactly, and. Yeah, I don't see Kirk with the white pants and aviators and the hat. And the hat. I just, I don't see that. I, and Kirk has said this a lot throughout his his career. You have to be who you are, and that's not him. That was Hayden, and they're different guys. But, and I said this because signing day was the other day. I, I think they have a similar culture have kept the same culture yeah. at Iowa. And I think that's where, as you said, Todd, they can go out. If they can go out and beat a blue blood program and come out in the swarm that was created by Hayden and do that, that's how you honor him. But I would agree with you. I think maybe a helmet decal or a patch on the uniform um, would be would be a nice tribute to Hayden. And obviously – Winning his favorite bowl game would be the ultimate tribute. I am looking forward to it because it sounds like the stadium and everything hasn't changed a whole lot since 1991. <laughs> no. This is going to be no. this is going to be interesting, I think. And the weather forecast I haven't looked in a few days, but wasn't great. Like 60s and rainy. Eh, I'll it take rained. 60s. Well, you're not shooting rain, photos but... outside. No, that's like true. I... <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it rained last year during the the holiday. I was out in San Diego. Last was that year, Northwestern, Northwestern and Utah, Utah. Okay, saw plenty of Utah fans in the area, but for some reason, it doesn't rain a whole lot in San Diego. But when it does, it's usually on the night of the Holiday Bowl. How do you think USC travels to this game? We talked about the fan base not being happy. You would think that Iowa would they say they tell us Monday that there were nine hundred left 
and the non-premium ticket. They're all upper deck you seats. Yeah. They gotta be there, right? I mean, for some, how many? And USC that was a six thousand six thousand ticket commitment, okay. I think. So fifty one hundred. And plus, you'll have the Arizona Hawkeyes coming over and the California Hawkeyes coming over because it's new. It's not in Florida. So, yeah, I think I'm interested to see what we get from USC, both as the performance from its team and then what type of fan support it gets. Well, we will wrap up with this. Wishing you safe travels and happy holidays. I assume you're celebrating at home before you head out to San Diego and I will be as well with my family before making that heavy early drive (laughs) to Chicago and you and I the next time uh, we see each other will be in San Diego hopefully sunny San Diego although 60 and rainy 60 and rainy beats 30 and snowy back here and nothing's going to be worse than the pinstripe bowl no. Three seasons ago. <laughs> no. So Who's in that bad we got that, this year? That's Michigan State. Michigan State and Wake Forest. Uh, have fun. <laughs> uh, New York. What a horrible, horrible bowl game. New York is just bending over backwards to embrace those two programs. And Wake Forest and Michigan State scream New York. There's no more movement in the idea of having a bowl game in Chicago, is there? Because I think that would be the sim- a similar. I, I think it died on the vine. Yeah, it did. Good. But if the Cubs need money, <laughs> yeah, there we go. That may uh, St. Louis would be a good option uh, in a do- in the dome. Yeah, if you're going to do it in the Midwest, Indianapolis, Minnesota, Indianapolis or Minnesota, if you wanted to do a Midwest based lower tier bowl game, but it should be a fun one. We'll have the Holiday Bowl previewed for you on Friday at five o'clock. Central Time with Before the Boom. Just a programming note as we get ready to step aside. Next Monday, the Festivus edition of the Todd Brown Camp Show with Alex Kuhn. You can call in and air your grievances. We're on all three hours on Monday and then from 4 until 6 on Christmas Eve. No local programming on the 25th, 26th, or 27th next week other than Before the Boom. And speaking of programming notes... 107.5 FM right now has that Cedar Rapids-Kennedy, Cedar Rapids-Washington girls basketball game. The boys play tonight as well, and we will have that for you on all three KGYM frequencies coming up at 730, 1600 AM, 106.3 and 107.5 FM. That'll do it. Enjoy your weekend. Hawkeyes back in action, both the men and women, and we will talk to you on Monday. Before I got married, my dad told me, happy wife, happy life. Really? Mine told me, get her bling, you'll be king. That man's a genius. The clock's ticking till Christmas, and your dad...